Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You're listening to the Front and Nationwide podcast. This is Aaron Portsline. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Yeah, hello. It's going to be a little, a lot more subdued this week, um, as as we're going to devote this entire podcast to Matisse Kivleniex, um and the situation that by now I'm sure you have heard about Matisse Kivleniex, the 24 year old goaltender uh, from the the Columbus Blue Jackets, was um, killed Sunday in a uh, fireworks mishap at the home of Blue Jackets goaltending coach Manny Legacy. Um, Allison, I think the the only proper thing, first and foremost, is, and they're not listening to this, but I think it's something that needs to be stated loud and clear, just incredibly deep and um, heartfelt condolences to Mrs. Kivleniex and to all of those who knew him well. This is this is a, an unspeakable tragedy, as John Davidson said today. It's not something that that anybody wants to confront in any avenue of life. Um, as I said Monday, when it all became official, if Matisse Kivleniex weren't this kind, humble, uh, sweet soul, this would still be tragic. If he weren't a 24-year-old goaltender with a, a ton of promise and a bright NHL future ahead of him, this would still be awful news. He was all of those things, and it just makes it uh, that much sadder and that much more difficult to to, to put your arms around. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's, I, I, as you said, it, my I, the very little that we had the opportunity to know him, um, I I, it, I have emotions of my own, and I I just wish peace and grace and healing, um, which can take different amounts of time for different people and different processes to, to all those who, who knew him and loved him. And, um, 
I guess we should we should be thankful that we did get to know him for for however much time each of us had that opportunity. Yeah, and I, I want to say this too because I think we have to be cognizant that the young man, though there's no getting around the fact that his his life was cut tragically and incredibly short. He played eight games in the National Hockey League, but he did so much more than that. Um, he achieved his dream of being a, a a professional goaltender, getting paid to play this sport that he loves so much. He won his NHL debut, Allison, in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And I've been struggling to frame this for people because it's hard to explain to people, um, especially in the United States, but from a North American perspective, how meaningful the world championships are to, especially to the smaller European hockey countries. Um, and really the last prominent game of Matisse Kivleniak's career and sadly life was him leading Latvia over Canada and the world championships in Riga, Latvia. Now, not only had they never beaten Canada in Riga, or in, I'm sorry, in the Worlds, but he did it at, at home, the nation's capital, his birthplace. And we've written about this, but I don't think people realize he, Matisse Kivlenius was nothing less than a national hero for two days just this past May. Um, I'm just so glad that the young man got to experience some highs in his professional hockey career and maybe the ultimate high for a Latvian born goaltender. It, this is an impossible thing to put into a positive light. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to think of, of the ways there's so much for Kivleniaks to be proud of, even in his short career. Yeah. I mean, and you know, that. These are these are the reasons that people offer the cliches that they do and say things like take advantage of every opportunity and, and seek joy and, and find ch- chase your dreams and find find achievement because um, he was able to do that. And I think that nothing erases the pain and nothing erases the loss. But what you certainly can say is that. To, for all the reasons you just outlined, this is an, a person who who got to see a lot of good and got to see some dreams realized. And and there's hopefully the smallest bit of, of peace in that for what his life experience was, even if there should have been so much more to it. A situation like this to me is just, it, it's, it's, it's hard to get away from the fact of of the se- the senselessness and the just the randomness the accidental it sure appears way that this happened i mean we've we've held back a little bit in in our reporting cuz some of it isn't germane the police report is going to be out in a couple of days but uh, what we know is that this was on sunday it was at manny legacy's home in novi michigan um, it was on the day, and this is just impossible to process. It's the day of Mandy Legacy's daughter, daughter's wedding. And so there's an anniversary that I just don't know how you can separate the two and the poor girl, man. Look, yeah, there's just so many tendrils to this, so much 
so much indirect suffering um, that that's going to be. The initial report said that there was head trauma suffered by Matisse Kivlaniak's the the Oakland County coroner has said, no, that is not the case. That's kind of kicked the police report back to the uh, police department. And it, this is Wednesday evening. We're not sure if it's going to be available Thursday or, or Friday. I, I, really, at this point, it's it's just the details of all of this. But there's still the potential for, for um, law enforcement uh, for charges of some case. <clears throat> I hope that's certainly not the case. Um, but it's just so painful. There's no good way for this to be. But when you think of, of just the awfulness in the middle of a celebration and the randomness and the, and the, I said senselessness earlier, I'm not sure if that's the word to see someone's life end in this manner just feels it's so capricious. It's so in passing. It's so, I don't know how to say it, but it, it, it confuses the situation and it it makes you feel even that everything is just more tenuous in this world. I mean, it's it's just flat out awful. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know how you move. I mean, let alone to have been present for what happened, for it to be someone you care so deeply about, for it to be in Manny Legacy's case at at your home to be on on a day that is going to be marked in theory was supposed to be marked for wonderful reasons for the rest of time that you know it i i can't i can't um i to to see a way through this is painful and i can't imagine i just right. can't right and so one of the issues here in the in the fallout afterward was communicating with his dear mother back in Riga. A, that this has happened, and B, where do we go from here? The Blue Jackets are in the process, Allison, um, of putting together some sort of plans for a memorial that one assumes would take place in Columbus, maybe in Michigan. Um, but there's also, you know, maybe his parents would like, his, his uh, mother and his stepfather would like to be present for that. But there are also COVID restrictions to traveling right now. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff to figure out there. And in the midst of this just god-awful sadness, um, there have there are always stories that, that give you chills and are somehow beautiful in the midst of all this. The Latvian hockey coach um, or a, an employee with the Latvian national team stepping forward and serving as an intermediary between the Blue Jackets and his his mother. Imagine that job, if you would. Um, Blue Jackets coach Brad Larson, as John Davidson told us today, and I was able to speak with Brad Larson. There's a story posted on the website right now about that. He left early Monday morning and spent two days with Legacy and Elvis. And we'll, we can talk a little bit more about that, but there is obviously the direct and the ultimate victim here, which is Matisse Kivleniex. But Allison, there are there are people to really be concerned about here, and I don't mean anything about hockey. I just mean the people. Um, we should we should be concerned, and we should be thinking about Manny Legacy and Elvis Merzlikens, not just for the person that they lost, their close friend, but that they 
they had to witness it. And I'm, I, I can only imagine that that makes the grief worse. And it's something you can never quite put away. A hundred percent. And you know, it's, it, your heart goes out too to someone like Elvis who has had, this is not his first major tragedy of his life either. You know, you, you kind of wonder at some point when, when you say, seriously, when, when does this stop? <laughs> um, you worry about that. You know, I was, I was, I was pleased to hear Yarmul Kekalainen um, offer up that professional help is available to anyone yeah. affiliated with the Blue Jackets organization who might feel that they need it. And I hope that uh, for anyone who even in the tiniest bit feels that they need that support um, right. to please seek that out. That is the, the one of the very best things you can do to help get through this process. But, you know, I, I, again, I can't, um, not, not many people see someone die and right. often it's, it's never, it's never okay. But most of the time we hear about it, if you're not in a military or, or a crime situation, it's, it's the passing of someone who's, who's lived a good life or it's a That's right. somewhat expected. And this, again, you go from tremendous joy of a holiday and a wedding and and to have this happen i i can't fathom i yeah. just can't fathom we were talking about some of the things that that emerge in a time like this uh on monday i think the r bar was supposed to be closed on monday correct that is correct and yet there was a request made and a request granted by the owners of the of the r bar uh to open it up and a collection of fans, um, not a small crowd for a July, uh, came down to play tribute to Matisse Kalaniex. Again, a guy who's played eight games in Columbus, but they knew this player. Uh, he's worn the sweater. There's a respect there and such sadness um, among the people. And I went down just to to witness it. And it was it was touching. It was touching. And on the way to the R-Bar, there's the makeshift memorial. At the front of Nationwide, Allison, you were you were by there today. Tell tell us where it's at today. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Elvis and his wife, um, who had been, as you said, in Michigan with with Manny and his family, um, are back in Columbus. Um, and they, you know, this is Matisse was living with the Merzlikens. Um, you know, again, he Elvis referred to him as his little brother. You know, I think about even Elvis's journey. You know. This is a fellow countryman, someone that you have some comfort there, not just a friendship, but some comfort of home and and that deepens your relationship. But the the Merzlikens and including uh puppy Kobe <laughs> left a, a note on nationwide thanking thanking the fans and, and the note says to whoever passes by, know that he would want you to smile and not cry. So look up in the sky, say, quote, don't worry about it. And give him the biggest smile. We love and appreciate you, all the Merzlikens family. And then it's signed um, with Elvis and, and little Kobe, too. Um, so, you know, again, just people being able to find the humanity and feel the support. And that was something that touched me in, in your story with, with what Brad Larson did. You know, his job, as he saw it, was just to make sure to pass on the messages of support and 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 in any 
minuscule way that that could be, you know, a, a lifeline to hold on to through the grief. Um, that's what he was doing for them, too. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah. And uh, Allison Elvis had a Instagram post. I, I don't know if it was later in the day, Monday, or if it was on Tuesday. It was Monday, Monday night. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, that, that was that was extremely powerful. That that, by the way, everyone's on Instagram. <laughs> if you're not on Instagram, it's embedded in the story we just posted uh, regarding Brad Larson. Um, like you know, so let's talk about them each individually. Legacy is Kivlenix's coach has been for four years, parts of four years, but that this was more of a. Oh, at times, a father and son relationship, as much as it was player and coach, that's mm-hmm. how that that that's kind of the position, a little bit. And Larson mentioned that you've got you know a coach for two or three guys. It's not like the defenseman coach that has eight or nine guys and works with the penalty kill that can have you know twelve different uh, sets or twelve different people in three different sets. It's not the forward coach that works with a bunch of guys coming in and out as well. It's a much more tight-knit group. But I think Manny even goes beyond that. I mean, the fact that these two guys were at his house celebrating his daughter's wedding should should tell you that. This was an incredibly tight group. And and that that's that's part of I mean, that's part of what just makes this so unconscionable, really. Um, if you're Manny Legacy. I just hope that there's this, like I said earlier. This is not anything that you'll ever be able to to get over, as people say, or put, you know, put it in its right place. You just want, you just hope that he can find some sort of peace to be able to coexist with it, because it's always going to be with you. Elvis, I think Elvis, we certainly know him better than than we we did Matisse, um, and I, I've been thinking the word emotional, but it, it's you know what the with Elvis, it is emotional a bit too, but I think the word is heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is such a heartfelt guy. Pure. Um, pure in that way. I think some people read it as a me guy, but I think if you look at that Instagram post, you see it's an us guy. He's a we guy or an us guy. Um, and it was beautiful. It was it was absolutely beautiful, which I don't know that I've ever said about an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think, you know, to to go into Manny's relationship too, you know, I you know, Brad Teeson posted posted a very heartfelt message in my opinion. Um yep. Nathan Gerby did, but 
you know, I, we wrote a story back in 2017 during Matisse's first year with the monsters. And, you know, in talking with Brad Thiessen, as I wrote that story, you know, I think this is part of why that connection was so strong is that Matisse came to the monsters. He'd never lived on his own. He didn't know how to go grocery shopping. He the, the first few months of his career in the Columbus organization was literally learning how to be a grown-up. Yeah. And these are the people, Manny, Brad, I, I would I would wager that Chris Clark was in there as well, who who literally helped this young man figure out how to be on his own. He had no experience. Right. So these were his big brothers. These were his parents. These were these were the people teaching him life, not just the game. And I think, you know, that that deepens it, you know, and it's I, yeah, I went back and looked at that story. And, you know, this is this is a quote from Brad Thiessen after Matisse won his his first game when he finally got his first win in Cleveland. And Brad Thiessen said, Matisse was saying, I won, I won. <laughs> he was just so happy to have finally won. And, you know, I think that's what speaks to the love that unfortunately now becomes the pain is that they ra- they truly, you know, we say all the time, oh, they grew up together or they re- helped raise this guy. They literally helped raise this young yeah, man right. um, into an adult. And, you know, it, I, I am on the record about Elvis. I agree with you. I think that this is a guy who gives – a hundred percent of himself to the team he's on. That team could be his family. That team could be his, his sports organization. It could be his positional teammate. It could be his group of friends. He is all in all the time because he cares so deeply. Um, and, and I think you saw that with his real, again, this, the kid was living with him and his wife. He and his wife are about to have their first child. And, and he's like, Hey, come on and live with us. You're my little brother. Um, it's, you can tell that it's a comment on everyone involved that these relationships are as strong as they have been. Yeah. And I love the anecdote too, that, that four years ago, so four years ago, May, I should say, uh, Matisse Kivlanix was the best goaltender in the United States Hockey League. Yes. Which is like, it's, that's almost on par with being one of the best goaltenders in Canadian major junior. Yes. So it's just, a, I think most people would agree. It's a little, like a notch below Canadian major junior, but you're a pretty damn good goalie. If you're the best in that league. And he was signed to go to Mankato state. Yes. And I mean, the blue Jackets said, okay, but can we meet with him? And his agent, Jay Grossman said, you may. So they flew to Sioux City, um, Yarmo, John Davidson, Bill Zito, the former assistant general manager, Ian Clark, who really discovered Matisse Kivleniex and was was really the guy. I mean, they don't make that they don't they don't fly that plane to see him. Right. If Ian Clark isn't saying this kid can be a really good goaltender. So they fly there, meet with Grossman and Kivleniex and basically tell him this is what we think. We think you're ready to turn pro. And. They walked away from the meeting. It went very well. Um, and Kivlenik said, okay, I don't want to go to college. I want to turn pro. He signed with the Blue Jackets, and I didn't realize this until the last couple of days speaking to Jay Grossman. There were a lot of NHL teams that were legitimately pissed off because they believed 
he was going to college. And they didn't think there was even a conversation to be had about him turning pro or they would have had it. Um, so that's how the Blue Jackets got Matisse Kivlaniaks. And he went from the United States Hockey League to the American Hockey League in the span of five months. And I think he played 43 games his first year in the American Hockey League. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that that's how it came to be that Matisse Kivlaniaks joined the Blue Jackets. Um, Allison, I think we're going to learn here in the next few days how the Blue Jackets um, – plan to memorialize him. I think there's going to be some something done in Columbus or in the States, even if his family's not able to attend. Um, but I'm wondering what the, what the long-term effect should be from the club. Should they retire number 80? Um, do we think there's a patch on the uniform next year and perhaps uh, for all time? What what are you thinking here? I know this is the kind of stuff that that uh, you're always good with. Any any thoughts on on where this should go? Yeah, you know, I've seen some suggestions. One that that resonated with me is that maybe there's an 80 in the ice behind the net um, in the trapezoid. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a nice gesture. I. I I don't know what they do. I could see something happening in the in the. Uh, promenade of the arena, um, be it a display or, or something of that nature. Um, you and I are old enough to remember back in the day when players' charitable organizations actually had smaller banners up in the arena, and maybe this is not um, in the place of where potentially retired jerseys go, but there is, is some sort of permanent marking to honor 80, um, be it a banner or, or something of that nature. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, as, as we've talked about too, I think given the nature of, of this position, um, and what this player meant to those who are right now still with this organization and play that position, um, I would encourage, and I don't get a vote, but I think it would be awesome if the people who make these kind of decisions follow the trend that we've seen this off season and go get some input from, from Manny, from Elvis, from yeah. Corpusalo, when the time is right, and and see what what they think is is the appropriate way to honor a, a goaltender, um, a friend, a teammate, um, because it's different, you know. It's I it don't is. I I don't know that it's a retired jersey, and and I don't say that with any disrespect, um, but I think there should be something. And again, I think even for just one season. Um, the number behind the net, I think, would be quite poignant. Um, I, that's just an idea that's that's clicked with me the most thus far. But I'm I'm no expert, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it, it was it was great to see the NHL pay tribute to him before Game Four mm -hmm. of the Stanley Cup Finals, and and I mean, you couldn't help but notice that David Savard seemed emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was poetic that Josh Anderson and another former teammate scored twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and as long as I've done this, the only time I can remember, there's only two other times that really such grief has fallen on this organization directly. And that that's in year two, the death of yep. a young fan, Brittany Cecil, that, that, um, that changed the league. It, it certainly rocked 
this franchise? How do you get your arms around that ever? Ever? I mean, it it really ruined Espen Knutson, who never, mm-hmm. I, I you know, he never um, fully was able to put that away. And I think he's at peace now, but I don't think he ever played hockey the same way again, sadly. Um, and there was a young Blue Jackets uh, prospect named Trevor Edinger in their in their system um, who died by suicide the following May. And that really shook a lot of players within the organization because uh, he was a beloved figure as well. Well, here we are again, and it's a place we'd never want to be and hope we never are again. Um, but we'll, we'll, we will continue covering this story. Um, hopefully, this is my personal hope, that all of the police report matters get put to bed very quickly. And then it can be a story that's that's just simply about remembering Matisse Kivleniak's and helping uh the, the affected move on because um, that's that now seems the most important thing. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and I think what what'll again, I was looking back through some of the stories and um, I remember one of the first times I met him and it was in 2017 at his first um, training camp. He'd been here for development camp and he was here for training camp. And, you know, for people who don't know so much of those training camp times is, is not necessarily interviews, but you, you're talking to players off to the side and just getting to know a little bit more about them. And, you know, there he is, I think he was waiting to interview with, you know, the TV crew or whatever it was. And I, I just asked him about his helmet. You know, it's something you can ask a goaltender about his face lit up and he, he told me all about it. And, you know, again, most people know hockey players are, you know, they try and play it cool, you know, act like you've been there before. And he looked at me and he goes, do you want to see it? And I said, well, well, sure, Matisse. And he sprinted down the hall and went and got that new helmet and brought it back and said, well, do you want to take pictures of it? And just that, you know, everyone's talked about his smile, but just that, that seize the day, seize the joy, live the joy is what um, has stuck with me. And I hope that, you know, again, these are the things that, that persevere even beyond a number on the ice or a retired jersey or whatever right. it is, is to take take the lessons that these special people bring into our lives and and try and live them ourselves. He was a, he was a happy lad. That's for sure. That Indeed. is for sure. That's for sure. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. I wish the topic were a little uh, cheerier for sure. Uh, but I think it's important we pay uh, respects to the young man lost. Matif Kivleniak's R.I.P. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again uh, next week.